You're listening to the Box Office Party. Welcome back to the Box Office Party. We are your weekly source of cinema's newest releases, box office estimates, trivia, and a whole lot of wackiness. Eh, not really wacky. We're a little bit more tempered than that. But either way, I am the box office geek. I'm Hammy. And I'm Angel Cake. Dinosaurs roamed the Earth this past weekend, so now moviegoers are looking to space this weekend. But before we discuss Pixar's latest, Hammy, as always, is here with the latest movie news. All right, yeah, before we get into Pixar, let's talk about the MCU. Thor 4, Thor Love and Thunder, is the first MCU movie to clock in under two hours in four years since 2018. It's only, it's an hour and 59 minutes, so it's not like it's it's super short or anything. But is this good or is this bad? Or do you not care? Drew, you, you glad for a shorter MCU movie? Uh, hell yes, I'm excited for a shorter movie. My gosh, I... <laughs> Sat through freaking Jurassic World this past weekend, and it was like two and a half hours long, about two hours longer than that movie should be. Uh, so I'm happy with any movie that's clocking in under two hours at this point, because everything, I guess every director and editor feels like, meh, just leave it all in. And it's like, no, we can cut a lot of things out. Geek? Yeah, it doesn't, I, I'm tired of these long movies. They don't need to be long. Like, trim the fat and all, and like, Thor has just straight up become a comedy. So, like, you know what? Make it 90, like a traditional comedy. I'm okay with that. But, yeah, that's perfectly fine. Like, I, I, what was it? I watched I watched something the other day. And honestly, that's a big deciding factor for me. Like, if I'm going to pop something on, like, that's... And that's a big reason why I love horror movies. Like, some of them are straight up 80 minutes. Yeah. Like, that's basically, like... Yeah, that's, that's the, the sweet spot. Yeah, it's hard to get a superhero movie under, like, two and a half hours now. And... Every now and then it's yeah. fine, but yeah, like and it, like you said with Thor, it's it's pretty much a comedy, and brevity is the soul of wit. So perfect for Thor there. I'm on board as well. Big, pretty big news. Uh, rumors. I wrote this a couple of days ago, but the rumors have turned into pretty much fact. I think at this point, or at least it seems as though uh, that the Joker, the second Joker movie, Folly Ado, is not only going to have Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn, but it's going to be a musical. That's weird, but. Uh, kind of intriguing uh geek what do you think about that i think it's stupid this better be good and i don't like maybe they're just saying musical like there's gonna be like one or two numbers if this is a full-on musical then it goes right back to the first topic how long is this stupid movie gonna be probably more than two hours drew what do you think i think this is weird i don't know if there's that much crossover with the audience that made the first one get a billion dollars, I don't know how many of those people are going to be, like, <laughs> coming to a second Joker movie if it's a full-on musical. Like, my uncle who went to go see it hates musicals. So I don't think he's going to be cashing in trying to get into the movies, busting down the doors. I think Joey doesn't like musicals either. So, I mean, it's just weird situation to be like, well, maybe we have a... Uh, a Venn diagram of like Joker fans and musical lovers. Maybe we can just cross those wits together. Like West Side Story didn't make that much money. I, I don't know why they think like a musical Joker would do well. I will say that if they do not play the Steve Miller band song Joker at some point, or somebody calls Joaquin Phoenix Maurice, I'll be very upset. <laughs> yeah, the Venn diagram on that is the one you use if you're. Uh, you're running out of whatever paint is the color in the middle. It's like blue, yellow. We're running out of green. Well, let's do 
Joker and uh, and musical fans. That's not really good. <laughs> Maybe they're gonna be like really tongue in cheek, and they could like make like uh, you know we don't talk about Leto song in there somewhere. That could be kind of cool because that poor Joker uh, didn't didn't sit very well. We're gonna get to that later. It's a segue to be determined. Next up, Sam Jackson made a little bit of news by saying that he is very glad, looking back at his career, that he took roles like Nick Fury and Mace Windu because he'd much rather be known for those type of movies than for winning an Oscar. What would you guys rather have, an Oscar or be like a pop culture icon? Drew? I think it's easy to say that it would rather be a culture icon. I mean, there's so many lines, quotes, and just iconic characters that uh, Samuel Jackson has been in the years and how many times does an oscar question pop up on this show and we have no idea who won it or we're (laughs) sitting there thinking like oh my gosh i can't remember what happened there i know the one that came out before then or that like i would much rather do what samuel L. jackson did and uh he made bank doing those movies too so i mean good for him geek uh i'm gonna go the other way i'd rather have the oscar like i i i if I were to, and I did go for it, I did move out to Los Angeles to try to, to pursue an acting career. But I always told myself I didn't want to be a celebrity. I didn't want to be rich and famous. I didn't want to be like, especially to the level of Samuel L. Jackson, like, because like you get like no privacy. Like I, I always would rather have like a career like 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 Ben Foster. Like I want a career like that, where he does a, a bunch of really good movies, and he's low key, does his own thing. He gets to pick what he wants to be in. You know stuff like that, like Ben Foster's. Like that's the kind of career I would want. And if I get an Oscar doing it, then that's awesome too. I actually am very uh, have mixed feelings, and it's very much between the two extremes you just said. On one hand, I want to get paid. I want to sell out as soon as possible. That's a great thing. Yeah, I, there, there's something to making money. There's something to making popcorn flicks. I get that. Um, I would be more like interested in an Oscar in the Ben Foster type career. Uh, other than I don't really care what the Academy thinks whatsoever, so I don't want to give them any credit. So I am going to go with the pop culture thing, but I do understand both sides of the argument there. And Sam Jackson, I mean, let's be fair, he should have probably gotten a little bit more love from the Academy over the years, especially like for like Pulp Fiction and stuff. He could have won an Oscar for that. Best Supporting Actor, easy. So maybe he'll still, you know, pull something. He, he lost to Gary Sinise. Uh, was for for Pulp Fiction, uh, for Forrest Gump? Yeah. That's okay. And the only reason he got nominated as Best Supporting Actor, as opposed to Travolta, is that, that like, the, the Academy said, like, it, it straight up came down to screen time. So when Miramax submitted, like, they submitted Travolta as the lead just because he was literally on screen for about, like, three more minutes. Hmm. On the toilet. Yeah. For three very important <laughs> minutes there. Well, I'm fine with Gary Sinise winning. What a love force come. All right. Back to Jared Leto. So apparently Jared Leto is, quote, very open to continue playing the Joker in some capacity as well as Morbius. So especially this is for you, especially, Drew, because I know you love Morbius. If you had to yeah. see another movie where with either Jared Leto's Joker or Jared Leto's Morbius, which one would you pick? I don't think I would pay to see either one but if they were in the movie together like they were like twins (laughs) and they were both playing the same twin where one was the joker having to play with morbius i would definitely play to uh pay to see that a hundred percent i'd pay double the money i paid for both uh the uh, suicide squad and morbius to see both (laughs) jared Leto play joker and morbius side by side the whole movie i think that'd be so funny you didn't answer the question at all, but it was creative, so I'll let you slide on that, Geek. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'll take Joker. You probably knew I was going to say that, but because the only way that would happen is if it was in like the the Zack Snyder Justice League sequel that very true, very he true. wanted to make. So I would take that. I'm taking Morbius because there are too many Jokers already, and because I think it's in such meme territory now that maybe it can do like a Deadpool thing with that, like Ryan Reynolds did with the new Deadpool killing the old Deadpool, that kind of thing. I don't know. The, the correct answer is probably neither there, but we can't we can't be all be like Drew and not answer the freaking question. Uh, last up, this is just a yes or no question here. Just give me yes or no answers. So Amber Heard is not being cut from Aquaman 2, so she will be in there. Geeks, should she be? No. Drew? I'm going to say no as well. And it's, I mean, why would the studio want her in there? He, 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 no, no, no. He, he said you only get one word. You only say yes or no. I didn't get to explain. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you you know she shouldn't be in there, correct? That's the she shouldn't be cut. She shouldn't be cut. So she should be in the movie. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I did say reason. cut. You're right. So okay, one just just go through it just to be clear. One word, no explanations. Drew, you got to answer the question the right way. So geek, should she still be in the movie? Yes, Drew. No. Now can we say why? <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Go ahead. Go ahead, geek. Ah. Uh, because it's been shot. It's it's the movie's been shot. Just it's done. Don't spend all this money on reshoots and re- removing her or, or replacing her. It's done. Just just let it be. That's what I. That's why. Drew, you have anything to say? If I'm the head of the studio and I'm seeing how much bad publicity that she's getting uh, from everything that's happened. I, as the studio, would probably consider doing reshoots. Uh, if you remember what was happening with that, um, gosh, what is that? I think it was Zack Snyder, that army of the zombies or something. Um, that, yeah, uh, Chris D'Elia was cut from the movie, and they did a green screen with Tignataro, and it was almost seamless. I mean, how long? That was pretty cool, actually. How many minutes is she actually in this movie that you can't just like get a? redhead to come in a redheaded actress to come in and then do the same exact thing and it probably wouldn't cost that much money but just thinking of possibly the people that will boycott this movie because of they want justice for johnny depp because she's in the movie um i as a studio head would consider reshoots i'm on geek side on this one uh for the reasons he said plus i i do think I know slippery slope isn't really a logical argument, but boy, would you have to start cutting a lot of things uh, if you get into you know that kind of thing. Plus, uh, actually, we'll just end it there. My answer is yes, she should still be in the movie. Uh, that's it for news. All right, let's recap the weekend. Life uh, found a way. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion, supposedly the final film in the franchise, but absolutely not the final film <laughs> in the franchise, took... In $145 million over his opening weekend, that's the second highest opening of 2022 behind Doctor Strange. Now, we weren't far off as a team, but Drew hit it right out of the Raptors' head with his estimate. Good job, Drew. Where'd he go? Maverick! Top Gun only dropped 42% in the face of the Dinos. Made another $51 million. As of today, the Tom Cruise sequel has amassed $400 million domestically. Already crossed that threshold. And then Doctor Strange, aforementioned opening weekend champ in 2022, dropped a decent 43% with another $5.2 million. It is also at about $400 million domestically. So uh, the MCU sequel, it's on its last legs of its run with Multiverse of Madness. It's going to drop on Disney Plus a week from today. 
uh, June 22nd. Thus, allowing Top Gun to fly right past it to currently be the highest grossing film of 2022 so far domestically. The Bad Guys, despite being available on Peacock and its eight subscribers, only dropped 24% this past weekend. It made another 2.5 million. Guys, it's only 8.2 million away from hitting 100 million domestically. So we're going to see that universal math coming pretty soon. Even with Lightyear opening this weekend, I, I, I do think that it will hit that 100 million. And then Bob's Burgers grilled up another 2.4 million, uh, grossing 27 million here in the States. Which brings us to guess the budget. The numbers.com nor Wikipedia list the budget for the Bob's Burgers movie. So I did some digging. I'm not entirely certain how accurate this information <laughs> that I found is. But how much did Bob's Burgers reportedly cost to make? Drew? I'll say $25 million. I'll go 20 I found two numbers. Uh, one site estimates $35 million. Well, another site believes to be closer to $60 million. Ooh, Wow. I would not think it's I, that high. That can't be. For an animated film with no real stars except for Kevin Klein and Zach Galifianakis. And they've been on it. They they probably did it basically for free, I bet. Like, right. I, I would seriously doubt that, but I guess you never know. I wonder if that's like marketing built into that yeah, second that, number. that's possible. Even then, it feels high. And then this, this week's discussion topic... I think it's officially safe to say the box office is completely back. Almost. <laughs> Audiences are flocking back to theaters for event films like Spidey, Doctor Strange, Top Gun, Jurassic World. They're also willing to drive indie films to success such as Everything Everywhere, The Northman, and Jujutsu Kaisen even. And family films are showing incredibly strong legs this year. Which brings us to the audience we unfortunately call the olds downton abbey west side story films like that west side story i mean downton abbey i get but i thought west side story was going to do way better so long setup for this question guys what do studios need to do for the older moviegoers should they keep trying until something finally sticks or should they seriously just consider streaming um well i think the olds came out for top gun some um but that is kind of a lightning in a bottle situation, so I don't think you can really count on that. That's a great question, um, and I don't know the answer to it. I, you know, I would say streaming is the way to go, but I don't know if the olds are necessarily, you know, the ones to, you know, embrace streaming one hundred percent either. I, I don't know. I, I think the really like easy kind of cheat answer is make a really good movie, and they'll come out. Uh, but that's hard. Or I guess the even cheater answer is Top Gun 3. Yeah, I was going to say, just make a really good movie that tries to hit multiple demographics so it gets the gets the most amount of money or most eyes on your screens, and then the word of mouth will carry on to the older demographic that maybe they'll go venture out maybe the next weekend or something. That's, that's yeah. all I can think about. That's a good point. If a multiple, you know, demo movie... Maybe they're, they're, they'll go to the movies, just not as much by themselves anymore. Maybe that's what it is. So maybe they're more willing to go with their family uh, and not as much by themselves. Okay. All right. Drew, what do we got this week? This weekend, the box office is hoping to go to infinity and beyond with the release of Lightyear. You've seen the toy version of Buzz Lightyear, but here is the human version of Buzz Lightyear. 
Space stuff happens in this movie, and Buzz Lightyear is needed to save the day. Lightyear stars Chris Evans, Taika Waititi, and Kiki Palmer at all. This movie was directed by Angus Mc... McLane. I was almost going to say McFarlane, but Angus McLane, who co-directed Finding Dory and directed Toy Story of Fear. I don't know if either of you watched that, but that is like a Toy Story Halloween special, and it's 30 minutes long. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's the, incredible. The Pez cat spits out the Pez. It's, it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> yeah, it was. it's incredible. Uh, when taking a look into comps for this movie, the only real movie I looked into was Toy Story 4, which is the most recent Toy Story. It has Buzz Lightyear in it for like two minutes. Um, and that came out in June 2019, nearly $121 million in its opening weekend in over 4,500 theaters. Granted, this is not a Toy Story movie, but I think the ceiling for this movie could be, could, could possibly make it into the triple digits. I mean, I think if Monsters University can make it like $82.5 million, I think this movie can get close to 100 mil. That's why I have this making around 92 million this weekend. But what do y'all think? Will Lightyear shoot for the stars, or will it be a supernova? There's a lot to say about this one. It's Mm -hmm. not a Toy Story movie, and I think part of me thought that maybe it would get Toy Story numbers still before we got closer to it, and I don't think that's the case anymore. I think a lot of people... Well, first of all, it's just it's just not a like a family. I mean, it is a family movie, but it's not a like, you know, hunky dory quaint movie the way that Toy Story is. It's like an action adventure movie. It is PG, so it's a hundred percent a kids movie. But I, I think it's a little bit of a tweener. I think it's uh, one that maybe families aren't gonna a hundred percent go out and see right off the bat because it is kind of more actiony. And I don't think it's actiony enough for like teens and 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 young adults to maybe go watch it by themselves. It does have the Lightyear name. It doesn't have Tim Allen. I know a lot of people are upset about that, even though it's you know it's a different, it's a different character, so to speak. So, but I I, I don't know. The nostalgia is not there. I don't think I, I'm getting kind of pessimistic about the the prospects of this movie. And one of the big reasons for that is is the pre sales are just not good at all for a Pixar movie. Um, I I don't think they're any better than the, than Sonic Two was. And Sonic Two made seventy two oh, wow. million dollars, I think. And maybe it'll pick up. Maybe there'll be more walk-up. But uh, the previews and the, and the pre-sales so far this summer have actually been pretty indicative of, of how things are going to go. Uh, Top Gun's pre-sales are through the roof. It went through the roof. Um, Jurassic Park, it our, uh, or July, Jurassic World, the molt, the molt came out almost exactly right. Uh, the molt on this one I have is about 11 and a half. And it would need to have a real, real big opening uh, preview on Thursday for that to get to over 100. Uh, I had the preview at like seven million, which gets it to about eighty million, which actually might be a little bit optimistic given the numbers. Now it is Pixar, so maybe there's something more to it than that. Maybe the, again the walk-ups will happen. Maybe maybe I'm missing something here, but I I I don't know. It just feels wrong. It feels off right now that that the pre-sales are that low, and I, again I think it's a little bit of a tweener. A hundred million is a hundred percent still in the realm of possibilities. I think. But the the presale is going to have to pick up real faster. There's going to have to be a big, uh, big word of mouth, big momentum coming soon, and it's getting close to time. So, so here's the thing: the Toy Story franchise stopped being for kids. They are kid movies and family friendly. They grew with the audience just like Andy did, and Toy Story three was very mature. Toy Story four was essentially about empty nest syndrome. Mm-hmm. And these are adult 
things, uh, growing old, outgrowing yourself, outgrowing things. These are adult situations. What this movie feels like, it doesn't feel like Toy Story. It feels like Cars. Yeah, and Cars 3 made $50 million. Exactly. I don't think we're going to go that low. No. Because everybody hates Cars. (laughs) But... This is not attracting the audience a Pixar movie normally does. This You may as well remove Pixar from it and just call it Disney's Lightyear. And then you have a much stronger understanding of it. And what's funny is like this movie seems like a no-brainer. And I'm honestly surprised it took them this long to make it. Like Therefore, since it did take this long, I'm surprised it's not better. Like It's got 82% right now, which is, you know, there's a lot of movies out there that would love to have 82%. Uh, Jurassic World, um, <laughs> as well as the people who made Cars. Uh, so I, I, I'd love to know what tea leaves the pros have been looking at. Because remember when we did our our year preview, and the, the original estimate for this was so so low, and we're like, "You're crazy! You're crazy!" And now that like we're we're about to knock on the door of it, it's like, "Oh God, they were right!" Like six months ago. Yeah. So what? did they see what did they foresee is it basically everything we're talking about right now you know what i, mean? I don't know if they foresaw that so much as they, they they did foresee uncertainty when's the last pixar movie that got released it was toy story 4 that's the last one that got released uh, in theaters. onward was in theaters yeah well, okay was in theaters. summer summer movie sorry like big time yeah. summer movie uh toy story is the last one so it's been four years since they've had a blockbuster style movie open and i think and on top of that no that's a lot of people didn't like toy story 4 sure i didn't like toy story 4 i'm like okay this this franchise should have ended at toy story 3 (laughs) you've now crapped on cars 3 and toy story 4 which i think are the two movies that uh austin worked on the last one so uh good job (laughs) like toy story 4 made a lot of money but like it didn't have like it didn't make the kind of money that they expected nor did it get the reviews it didn't get the reviews it expected. And again, because the adult audience, the, the, the franchise should have ended at Toy Story 3. It was, it was a perfect ending. And now, like, they're like, you know, how much how much light year can we get out of this stone now? And this is a movie that, that adults don't want to see. What I do know, regardless of how much it's going to make or not make, it's going to have great legs. It's going to have, like, like every single other animated and family film released this year. I have Lightyear at a very generous ninety-five because, like, I just I, I still can't fathom a Pixar summer release not hitting triple digits. I gotta see those Thursday numbers. Yeah, I I mean for for what it's worth, I do want to see it. I think you know we saw with Wally, Pixar does really great things in space as far as uh, you know graphics and aesthetics. I I think it'll probably be good. I'm very intrigued by the funny cat. Obviously, I might have an orange cat yeah. at home, so I mean I'm really on board for that. Um, this this could be like we've been using the word bellwether a lot. If this doesn't do well, it's possible Pixar kind of just sticks to D plus from now on. I don't know. It, it could be the end of uh, Pixar as a big summer blockbuster box office sensation, or maybe not. Maybe we're all wrong. Well, the the name Pixar doesn't carry the same weight like it used to. Well, I mean, it's like it's hard to thirty years later, but yeah. And yeah, that's exactly what I was just going to say. In their defense, like they've got a, a great resume. They've made arguably some of the greatest animated films of all time. Yeah, and and just and from you know just attrition and 
and certain other things. You know, the people who started Pixar, there are very few of them left now. So it's not exactly the same company. Right. Um, so so it makes sense that you get a little bit of a different product. And, uh, you know, I think it's just a little bit more hit or miss than it used to be. Well, I think Agreed. What, what doesn't help is that they really haven't tried to they haven't really tried to do anything original in quite a while. Like for a while there, for a good stretch, majority of what they were leaning on was past IP. I mean, True. what got them to the notoriety that they were getting to was original stuff. And then they started doing three cars, like Geek was saying. I mean, the first cars was fine, but then you double down, triple down with cars. Hey, and they made money off of that. I get it. Ma- making monsters university you're you're making toy story 4 which granted everybody says it's the best trilogy but now it's a quadrilogy and they they tanked it with trying to make forky his own show um and then you have (laughs) disney not really backing up pixar especially the last couple of years i mean they put out luca which wasn't terrible they put out onward which i really liked and geek really liked and then you have soul was good and then Soul was good, but they don't have the backing to Disney. I think Disney wants to be that touchstone. They don't want Pixar to take all the take all the the glory anymore. So I feel like it's it's gonna f- fall off because they don't have that backing. They don't have that support anymore, and they're just doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down on all the or in this case quintupling down on a franchise that. It's like we want to see newer stuff. Inside Out was fun. I mean, we don't want to see a fifth semi-Toy Story movie in this kind of setting. Yeah, I think Geek hit the nail on the head earlier when he said this feels a little bit more like a Disney animation movie than a Pixar movie. And I think what comes with that is uncertainty at the box office and it with critics. Uh, and it doesn't mean it can't be well, really high, but it doesn't mean it, it, it can... It's going to succeed automatically either. Actually, I think Drew's on to something of, like, Disney kind of taking over. Like, Encanto was a hit. Disney wants some of that prestige back, is what Drew was saying. I, I think that might be right. I think... Or, I don't know, maybe maybe we're, maybe we're, we're putting thoughts out there that <laughs> we've are gone from, completely irrelevant. We've gone from Disney, like, supporting Pixar to bird-dogging Pixar by making bad movies or something. Nah. Uh, I don't know. It's very interesting. This might be the most intriguing number set we get throughout the, the, the summer here. So much fun to talk about. I do want to bring up that we did bring up, um, or at least Geek brought up, uh, right before talking about this, that Pro Box Office put out its numbers but it's a bad sign when they don't have anything for Lightyear except TBD at the point of recording this. They have everything else with a number except for Lightyear. So that's not very good. Yeah, so, and so like there, there is really no formula anymore. Uh, you know what there is, though? Painted? Party time! When it's time to party, we will party hard. All right. We're going to talk, continue talking about Pixar and maybe bash them a little bit. Name the Pixar films that have made over a billion dollars worldwide. Toy Story 3. Which one? 3 is 1. Incredibles 2. Correct. Finding Dory. Correct. One more. What Toy is Story it, 4. It is oh, Toy Story nice. 4. Okay. That making a billion dollars gave us light here. I'm going to give you two Pixar films. You tell me which had the higher final domestic gross. Cars 3 versus A Bug's Life. Cars 3. It seems like a trick question, because I would think it would be Cars 3, but now I'm thinking Bugs Life. I'm going to go Bugs Life. I'm going to go Cars 3. 
Cars 3 made 152 million. A Bug's Life made 162 million. Nice. Wow, even. Okay, Cars 2 versus Toy Story 1. Cars, Cars 2. 2. Cars 2 made 191 million. Toy Story 1 made 192 oh, million. So close. Cars 1 versus Brave. Surely Cars 1. I'll even say though Brave. All these answers are not Cars. <laughs> Cars made 244 million. Brave made 237 million. Uh, Cars, Cars did make more money. Man, Brave was such a disappointment. Coco, Coco versus Ratatouille. Ratatouille. It's gotta be. I want Coco to win. It's Coco. Coco 210 versus Ratatouille's 206. Oh, man. Monsters University versus the first Incredibles film. University. Incredibles. It's University. University 268, Incredibles 261. Monsters Inc. versus Up. 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 It is Up. Up made 293. Monsters Inc. made 290. And then Toy Story 4 versus Toy Story 3. 3. 4. It's 4. 4 made 434. 3 made 415. Wow. Those are all close. Lightyear currently has an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is is good, but it absolutely puts it towards the bottom of the list yeah, of Pixar 100%. in regards to Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> there are only six films lower than 82% from Pixar on Rotten Tomatoes. What are they? Cars 3. Cars 2. Correct. Correct. Brave. Yeah. Correct. Is um, Cars, Cars 1... No, I don't think Cars 1 is lower. I don't think. Um... It's not so. It's not. Onward didn't get super high. What is it at? Eighty. Oh, it's eighty-two. So cars is lower than that. Correct. That's four. So all three cars films, <laughs> and Brave. Uh, onward. Two more. Two more. Is it Onward? Not Onward. Okay. Uh, one was an FML era Thanksgiving release. It can't be Coco. Um, nope. Moana's oh, Good Dinosaur. Uh, good Dinosaur. Uh, one's a sequel. Good, di- Story good Dinosaur. Actually, it's a prequel. Bad Dinosaur. <laughs> Um, Monsters it's U. It's a prequel. Prehistoric. Yeah, Monsters U. Eight. Monsters U, 80%. Brave, 78. Di- uh, Good Dinosaur, 76. Cars 1, 74. Cars 3, 69. Cars 2, 39%. The only rotten film from Pixar. I'm going to give you a Toy Story cast member. You tell me their highest grossing live action film. <laughs> Take it. I was getting ready to say Toy Story 4 a lot. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Forrest Gump. That is correct. Tim Allen. Forrest Gump. <laughs> Shaggy Dog. Santa Claus. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> it's an adult targeted PG thirteen comedy. Galaxy Quest? No, good guess though. Um it is another ensemble cast. Jungle to jungle. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> no, gosh no. Wild hogs. Oh, oh yeah, that's that's often on here. <laughs> Dang it. Annie Potts. Designing Women the Movie. <laughs> no. Dangerous Minds the T V show. Um No. Uh, uh Ghostbusters. Yeah, it is Ghostbusters. Nice. Tony Hale. It's a cop movie, comedy, action comedy. Right along. It's got Melissa McCarthy. Heat. The Heat? The Heat. Joan Cusack. Um, Pretty in Pink. Nope. After that. Uh, it's a romantic comedy. Oh, um, she was the friend, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's got Julia Roberts. Pretty Runaway pretty Bride? Runaway Bride. Yeah, good job, Hammy. This one's tough, too. Wallace Shawn. What is his highest-grossing live-action film? Not Dinner with Andre. Um, Correct. Princess Bread? No. It's... seems too easy. It's in the 21st century. Wallace Shawn, Wallace Shawn. It's Sean. a Disney movie. Live-action Wallace Shawn. It's got Eddie Murphy. Pluto Nash. <laughs> um, Tower Heist. Daddy Daycare? Haunted Mansion. Oh, wow. 
Knives Out is Chris Evans' 10th highest grossing film of all time. All nine of the movies above it are all Marvel movies. What are Chris Evans' nine highest grossing films? Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity, One. Infinity War, Number Two, Captain America 1, 2, and 3. Correct. What's the one that he was in with the video, Spider-Man Homecoming? Yeah, yeah, good job. Yeah. What, what, how many is that? Six. Three more. So, Avengers and Avengers Ultron. Yep, one more. Seemed like the Hulk or something. Thor the Dark this, World. This is a small... Yeah, great job. Yeah, you guys got it all nine. All right, last section, we're going to talk about space. How many miles are in a light year? 600... Six million. I don't know. I thought you were just going to stick with 600. <laughs> uh, Drew, <laughs> Drew, how many? I was going off of Hammy's guess because he's a teacher. So, um, I think there's a six in a six to the something degree. 1.86 billion? There are 5.8 trillion miles. Okay, so six trillion. That was, that was, six was close. Pretty good. How far is the sun from the Earth? Dang it, I used to know this. Um, Nine, 936 million miles? I was thinking it was like 68 billion or something. Or six. 94.424 million. So, no. Good job, Drew. <laughs> I don't hear what you guessed. So, so now we're going to move closer. Mercury. How far is Mercury from Earth? From Earth? And you said the sun was 94 million? 94.4. It's um, too far to pop over and say hi on the weekends, but it's too short to be there for, a, like, overnight. 30. That is verbatim what NASA oh. says on their site. 39 million. 56.9 million. Getting closer. Venus. 14 million. Drew, uh, 32 million. 22 million. Drew's closer. 25.7. And now the other direction, Mars. It's 19. No, it's farther in the. Uh, 27. I'll say uh, 18 mil. 48 million. Oh, it's way Jupiter. 150 million. 162 mil. 390 million. That's way farther. <laughs> Saturn. 900 million. <laughs> I don't know about this. I mean, that's close, probably. I'll say 750. Oh, 792. Drew gets the way. point. Uranus. 69. <laughs> uh, 6.9 billion. Uh, let's go 2, two billion. Uh, 1.2 billion. 1.69, Drew. Oh, it is Good a job. 69. I knew it was Uranus. <laughs> Neptune. Uh, 3 billion. Yeah, 2.25, Bill. 2.7, Drew. Uh, Hammy, you're closer to that time. And we're not arguing whether it's a planet or not. How far is Pluto? 5.9 billion miles away. I'll go I'll go 5.25, Bill. <laughs> $1. 3.13 uh, <laughs> billion. I thought it was like hanging out there like Hawaii or something. Party time over. Woo. So I don't teach science. I do, but I, I teach physics. <laughs> All right, let's give our estimates for the weekend. I'm going to go first. Lightyear, I got at 95 million. I'm 100% ready to drop that down based on Thursday previews. I got Jurassic World Dominion dropping 65%, taking a hit uh, with an even 50 million for this weekend. I got Top Gun 2 holding strong. Oh, you guys have it holding way stronger than I do. I'm going to change that. <laughs> I I had it at 40, and I thought I was being generous. So I'm going to put it at 30. Um, and at 36 million, that's going to include my money this weekend. Doctor Strange 2. I have dropping an even 52.6. I have the bad guys dropping 45% in the face of Lightyear at 1.3 million. And then I have Bob's Burgers dropping another 25% at 1.8 million. Hammy, what do you got? I got the top three at 80, 60, 40. So 80 for 
for Lightyear, 60 for Jurassic World, and 40 for Top Gun. And those are pretty good holds, um, but I think, you know, if we don't see a lot out of Lightyear, we should expect good holds there, and that's kind of what I'm going on. Uh, and, and like Geek said, I think maybe Lightyear comes in lower than that, but whatever, we'll see. Uh, I have 3.2 million for Doctor Strange, which held pretty well uh, the last couple of weeks. Then I got Bob's Burgers edging out bad guys at 2 million flat, which is probably a little optimistic because that's almost 20%, but it did really well last week, actually, so we'll see. Sure. Uh, at the top spot, I have Lightyear now between 82 and 90 million. I have it right now at 90, but I'm ready to drop it to 92. Uh, Jurassic World 3, um, I can't... I had this originally going to, like, 69% drop. This movie sucks. I hated it. It was the worst movie theater experience so far of this year for myself, and everything that I've watched or heard about it, nobody has anything good to say about it. So... If that's so many people talking bad about it, I just think that it's going to crash and burn uh, this weekend, as it should. So I have it coming in sub-50 mil, getting 49.3 million with a 66% drop. Then I have Top Gun coming in uh, around 24% drop with 39.4 mil. And then I think that Father Day hold will move over to Top Gun 2. Many people will go see it, hopefully. Doctor Strange 2 I have coming in 3.1 mil with a 40% drop. The Bad Guys with a 40% drop at 1.519 mil. And then I have Bob Burgers just coming in underneath with a 39% drop at 1.5 mil. All right, weekend watch list. True, what are you watching this weekend? Uh, right now I have my eye on The Worst Person in the World. It was like a small indie film that's like a French film. It's coming to Hulu on June 13th, so it's already out. Uh, I wanted to go see this in theaters, but there was so much coming out or I just didn't get be able to catch it in theaters. Um, so now that it's on Hulu, I'm excited to go watch it. It has like a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's looking good. Amy? Yeah, to Drew's point, uh, I did a little th- video where I, I mixed together Metacritic, Rotten Tomatoes, and IMDb ratings, and uh, Worst Person in the World was actually the number one movie last year, if you mix them all together, so very well received. I do want to watch that. I'm going to go not movie though, and, and shout out the Braves for winning 13 straight. I'm going to be watching the Braves games all week, until they lose. I, I'm going to watch them anyway. I watch every Braves game. It's my favorite show. <laughs> uh, Downton Abbey 2 is now on Peacock. And available for rent, so we're going to watch that this weekend. Jen's been wanting to see that. Further cementing how you should just stick with streaming, because we waited for streaming. All right, uh, you know, if people wanted to wait for streaming, Hammy, how could they get a hold of us? You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, anywhere. Just look for Box Office Party. I am on Twitter at dhammett 404 and Instagram at dhammett. You can follow me on Twitter at geekboxoffice. I'm at Drew Angelman on all social media. Friendly reminder, all of our box office research is done on thenumbers.com. That's d-numbers.com, where data and the movie business meet. Thank you for listening, everybody. Stay safe, and we will see you at the movies.